0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
1: Real quick, we were joking about Kyler Murray last segment. You know what? You know what him running looks like? It looks like the Road Runner and Looney Tunes, like before he starts running. Where his legs are just like spinning and there's this big like loop-de-loop going around. That's Kyler Murray running. He's trying really, really hard, but it looks like he's going absolutely nowhere. All right. With that said, we go out to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. He covers the NBA and does a lot of stuff with the Cavs for basketball news. He is Spencer Davies, a little Spencer Square tonight. Spence, what's going on, brother? Nice to have you on and catch up.
0: Great to be back on, man. Spencer Square and hell of a segue in, too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that one? The Kyler Murray. Uh, Yeah, we we got into a conversation about um, the way Kirk Cousins looked with his shirt off, and that led down a rabbit hole of just talking about other quarterbacks. And I said, Yeah, Kyler Murray, when he runs, just he looks like he's working really hard, but he's moving very, very slowly. I don't know. Let's talk a little cash, though, um, and I want to start with J.B. Bickerstaff because, listen, we're so enamored by this team and the makeup and the uh, potential to have four All-Stars if things really go that way. And I don't know if we talk enough sometimes about J.B., but in some ways, like despite his unceremonious ending here in Cleveland, we kind of have John Beeline to thank for giving this team J.B. Bickerstaff, and he's really established a culture here that – outside of, I guess, the LeBron years, and even that culture I think at times was a little fractured and a little kind of quirky and not perfect. He's established this culture of guys who, like, want to be here, want to play for each other. Just how important has he been to the building of this young Cavs team that we're seeing in the current iteration that is, I guess, right now one of the top teams in the NBA?
0: He's been paramount, man. I mean, just look at what they've established as a staff and as an organization. Just kind of, they've bought into something bigger than themselves. And that, I think, as cliche as it can get, they say they're saying is the strength of the team is the team. And I don't think it gets any more, you know, cheesy movie than that, but it's true. And when you look at them play, you can see the genuine like enjoyment that they have on their faces, and it shines through on the court. And sometimes it's as simple as that. You know, when you go get to the NBA, there's there's a lot of egos involved. There is very, very little of that on this team, if any. And I think it just kind of shines through, and you see it on a night-to-night basis, that this is a team that literally plays for one another. And it's just kind of, you know, kind of gone down the entire bench, too. Like, and it goes down to the Cleveland Charge. And it's just, it's very important to establish that. And I know... People think that getting back to the winning ways is through tanking and, and through trying to purposely lose games so you can put yourself in a good spot for the lottery. But these guys genuinely competed ever since J.B. took over. What happened for, with the losses was that they had a ton of very untimely injuries over this entire course of his you know, three-year stay. And, you know, they were really trying to get it right the whole time. And I think you're just seeing – the rewards that come from that, but just with more developed talent, they've been patient with all of the guys that they've been trying to develop. And, you know, you add in some pieces over the summer that are, that are veterans that know how to win, and boom, this is what you have. This is what you got.
1: With that said, and I, I mean you're spot on, I think, with your analysis of just what JB's built and that they all play for each other. Is that why you think they've been able to sort of – right out of the gate here just click so flawlessly together on the court because think about some of these other times where you bring in a superstar player or a group of guys kind of all get together and form these super teams. And I'm not saying necessarily that this is that yet, but um, I mean like even LeBron, when he first went to Miami, right? Like they got off to a slow start in the season. There's all, and we all kind of assume the same thing was going to happen here in terms of growing pains and filling each other out and figuring out what worked. But I mean, they're clicking right now. Is that, does that just kind of go into what you're saying? We're like, because they all play for each other and everyone's bought in that it's, it has been flawless. What do you kind of attribute to that? You think? Well, to be honest, I mean,
0: Darius Garland and Jared Allen, they've been together for now, you know, two plus years. Yeah. Okay. You have Donovan Mitchell coming in, who's coming from a situation where he wanted less of the responsibility almost because he was being so bogged down and had so much usage in Utah that that offense was basically built around him. And, and, now he comes into a situation where he can share it with 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 Darius. And those two just can, kind of seem to be perfect for one another because they both can catch and shoot. They both can playmake. They both can set their teammates up. I mean, Spida is a lot much better of a playmaker and a lot stronger than I thought he was, um, you know, since watching him in Utah. Like, it just seems like it's just natural for him. And there's just differences and, and there's – Ways that they've been able to kind of grow uh, as a group Uh just because of that development and because of training camp and meeting before training camp. They always go back to that, um, you know, coming on their own time, uh, setting up different meetings and different, you know, runs or whatever over the summer. And, you know, Donovan was just kind of the, the perfect piece to fit into that, um, also because he's so young as well. I mean, yeah it's just like the kind of the perfect storm in a way, if you really want to look at it that way. And like, again, like these these are guys that, that know each other. It's not all, you know, not everybody knows each other right off the bat. You, you, you add Rolo to the mix, how Neto comes in. Uh, But I mean, Ricky Rubio took right away uh, to, to this team and to helping develop guy like, like DG and to help out guys like Jetty and, and whatnot. So like, when you add the right veterans too, I think that's really important, but you have to have veterans and uh, somebody too. I think that that's got to get a lot more credit is Kevin Love. After all that we talked about uh, the last couple of years about, you know, sometimes he wouldn't have the best body language at times over this, this contract and everyone wanted him traded. He's been on the block since he came to Cleveland in 2014, but he's been the, the, you know, the guy that stuck around and, and he's brought his lunch pail, so to speak. And, He's it just clocking in and doing what's right for the team and buying into whatever role that J.B. wants him to play. So, you know, again, it's, it's, not, it's not hard. It's, it's pretty simple to see why it works so well. And I know that sometimes that doesn't go the right way. On the floor, he might miss, miss some shots. He might, you know, have a defensive lapse here or there. But the thing is, this team just keeps playing. They keep yeah. playing. They don't flinch. Um, and I think you see that, too, even in that game against against the the, um, the Clippers, like, they did give up that lead. Yes, that was not exactly the best basketball. But you didn't see one hanging head in that locker room when you watched those interviews. And I think that's a testament to what, again, J.B. has built. But it just goes further than that.
1: Talking with Spencer Davies, basketballnews.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Spin Davies. Yeah, I love that you brought up Kevin Love. I was going to try to go there next just because – I mean, his story continues to just leave me uh, sort of laughing at times, but also just – What a career arc, right? Uh, yeah, what a I mean, career arc here. he's, he's <laughs> the pariah of the big three, and then he's he's the guy that stays in the big three, so he's kind of loved again. And then during the rebuild, like you said, like the bad body language, and now he's telling JB, like, eh, I don't care about getting a triple-double to play the young guys. Like, it's just – it's remarkable. Uh, we don't have to rehash all that again, though, because the next place I want to go with you is um, just – how, how much stock, again, it's early in the season, how much stock should we put in wins over the Celtics like we saw over the last couple weeks? Also, you got this game against the Warriors coming up on Friday, which is obviously another big one, a barometer for you, defending uh, NBA champions. Um, how much stock can we put in that these games this early in the season uh, for this team that we're still trying to kind of figure out like where they'll be when, when push comes to shove in the hierarchy of the NBA?
0: To have two wins in overtime against Boston, both on the road and home, the guys that were in the Eastern Conference Championship in the finals last year, that is huge. Um, and it's something that Donovan Mitchell told me when I asked him about building habits when he first came here um, back in September. And it, it's about the wins right now are big. You want to grow. You want to learn. You want to have learning experiences basically what happened in the Clippers game, a big learning experience, but to do it with wins and with uh, you know, victories over teams like that, the elite, that's, that's saying something. And the way that they defended and the way they came together um, in both of those two, like for Karras and, and Donovan to go 40 pieces without Darius Garland in that one game. And then, you know, Darius Garland comes back for the second game and immediately throws out, you know, 12 assists with 29 points. Um, You know, Dean Wade's coming up with big stops both times. You just, you see how everyone comes in and contributes and it it makes you really wonder like how high that, you know, I hate this word and I hate this word for player development reasons too, but their ceiling, you know, like how high can it get? You know, we think before the season, okay, yeah, they can get 560 because the East is really, really deep. But I think as of now, you have to consider the Cavs. They've got to be a top three, top four team. I don't think there's any way other around that.
1: Well, okay, off of that, and I want to get – this is what I'm going to get into next because I had uh, John Dawson News Channel 5 on, on last Friday, and he threw out the quote that the Cavs may just have the best starting five in the NBA. Where would you rank the the, the Cavs starting five in relation to the rest of the NBA?
0: Ooh, Uh so, I think that it's definitely up there.
1: I think we might be getting just a teeny bit ahead of ourselves right there. <laughs> At least, okay. Next time I now, talk to John, I'm going to tell him to pump the brakes. I'm be like, hey, 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 not quite there yet. <laughs> as of now, I'm going to
0: say it's definitely up there. Now we have to understand, too, that there's some injuries that are affecting some major contenders as well.
1: Um,
0: So I think we have to look at that big picture first. I don't want to put myself in a uh, (laughs) a terrible spot here. Um, But, yes, they they do have a very talented starting five. If if you really want a a weird opinion of mine, uh, and, you know, you could take this one or leave it, but I think that the Pelicans actually have... Probably one of the best starting fives in the league. Uh, I really
1: like that answer.
0: Yeah, no, it, and it's not—it's probably not a popular answer, but I just—I just love the the versatility they have with their lineup. You know, uh, you, you see Herbert Jones doing what he's doing last year, and it, you know, finishing uh, in the second team defense. You have Brandon Ingram's there, Zion Williamson, CJ McCollum playing point guard. You can toss Jonas Valanciunas in there. They've got some really, really good. Um, you know, versatility with that lineup. But, no, Cavs-wise, I I think that uh, you can make it work against any team. That's what's really good about this team, is they can play small, they can play big. Uh, You know, you can play the Evan Mobley plus four shooters lineup, which is really interesting to me. Uh, You know, Dean Wade can fill in it to three, and he can just be perfect uh, in whatever role you need him to play. Uh, it's, it's It's really something that they have that kind of, that puzzle piece making uh, ability. And so, I, I, again, I mean, they're in a really good spot. And um, I think that's something to be excited
1: about. Spencer Davies, basketballnews.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Spin Davies. Uh, Spence, always appreciate the time. Is, is there any concern tonight about the Kings? Is it like a trap game, maybe with the Warriors looming? Or do you, you think they'll take care of business tonight? Uh, I am
0: an unabashed lover of the Sacramento Kings. And mm. they've been playing really hard for my crowd. That brother. is so no random. Doubt. <laughs> no doubt. No. Well, I'm a huge De'Aaron Fox fan. Oh, uh, so okay. And okay. he's been playing like almost an MVP candidate this year. No one's seeing it because they're Sacramento. But, I mean, the bonus always gives the Cavs headaches. So you got to look out for that. Uh, Davion Mitchell, always, always, always a, a, an amazing uh, on-ball defender. His nickname's off-night for a reason. Uh, but Kevin Herter. That's a guy you have to look out for on the perimeter. Okay. They've got to make sure to not let him get going. And then, you know, lastly, their rookie, Keegan Murray, can fill it up. He is very, very much like a Chris Middleton type where he gets in that in-between place, and he can knock down a lot of those those mid-rangers, and, and he pulls down rebounds. He, he's got some good size, and he, he gave uh, Ohio State some headaches, too, last year. So, But, yeah, and you'll see old friend Deli.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. All right, well, Spencer Davies, good stuff out of you, man. I appreciate the time as always. We'll definitely reconnect again throughout the season. Thanks for stopping by, man.
0: Yes, sir. Spencer Squared.
1: Love it. Enjoy the game, my friend. You too. Spencer Davies, Basketball News. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone